It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic win. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's preseason, but, but the Orlando Magic win, that's a good thing, right? Well, there's still a lot of work to do. At least the Magic found some swagger again. We're going to dive into that and a whole lot more on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 7th, 2022. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic defeat the San Antonio Spurs 102-99. We'll tell you how it went down and what it all kind of means because it's preseason and we're all just kind of divining the runes to figure out what things mean for the regular season. We'll go through the box score, of course, and chat a little bit about some of the back-end rotation battles that are uh, developing and, and some of the veterans who have consistently asserted themselves here uh, as we get deeper, as we almost pass the midpoint of preseason uh, after tonight's game against the Dallas Mavericks. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. I, I, I've said this... Um, a million times, I've said this a lot over the course of uh, this preseason. I'm sure I've said this in, in years past. Um, the final score does not matter in these games. Um, winning is nice. I will say this from my experience. The Magic teams that do not win in the preseason, uh, especially if, or do not win in the preseason until very, very late in the preseason, um, are the teams that tend to be the worst Magic teams. Um Last year, the Magic didn't. You had what four, five preseason games and didn't win one until the last preseason game. They probably should have beat the Celtics in that first game. Uh, the uh, uh, tw- uh, the biggest example that I could think of is the 2004 Magic. I think went 0 and 7 or 0 and 8 in their preseason. Um, and I, I do remember reading in the Orlando Sentinel that Doc Rivers thought they might be in a little bit of trouble. And of course, that team started 1 and 19 uh, after winning their first game. Um, it, there's no real correlation between between things. So, but I will say this: um, winning is good. Um, 
Shout out to Mo Wagner. Had a big shot late in the last two minutes of the game. Took a big charge late in the game. Uh, Devin Kennedy hit a bunch of big shots toward the end of the game. Um, RJ Hampton had, you know, RJ Hampton's not playing garbage minutes here. RJ Hampton's playing very, very well right now. Um, Had some big shots as well. Uh, Magic defense, that bench group really tightened up. They really bought in to what the Magic are trying to do and and looked really good. They looked good in this game. They looked pretty decent in the Memphis game too. Um, So those deep bench guys are are doing their, their work and doing their job to to, to try and make an impression. I want to talk a little bit about them on the back end of the show. But that's how the Magic won 102-99. to um, The previous three and a half quarters for this team was very much a, a mixed bag um, and, and, and had plenty of moments of frustration uh, and plenty of moments of, okay, they're, they're starting to get it. Things are starting to click. And, 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 and that's... That's really kind of the struggle that we've been seeing from this Magic team for the last for, for these first two preseason games. Um, the starters left the game um, in the th- at the end of the third quarter. Magic were down by a single possession, by like one, three, maybe five points, no, no more than that. Every Magic starter had a positive plus minus. Um, and so in one sense, this is all very, very good. In one sense, this is good. Because it, it's a clear sign that the starters are getting their work in. The starters are winning their won their minutes this game. They had all negative plus minuses on Monday. The, the, the starters won their minutes and did 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 good things. And and, and I would say generally yes. Um, beyond the first quarter, which we will siphon off and talk about here in a moment. Beyond the first quarter, the starters played really really well and played with the energy uh, that we want to see them play on both ends. Um, defending without fouling is always a big issue during the preseason. The Magic fouled a lot. I think they had 11 personal fouls in the first quarter. Um, and that slowed the game down, forced the Magic to run half-court offense, forced their defense to be a little more hands-off, um, and allowed San Antonio to get into the three-point shots, get in transition, do all the things that this Magic team is just not going to be good at. Orlando wants to be a physical team. That's something that they've talked about. But they got to be physical without fouling, and, and that's going to be the, one of the trickier balances for this team. If they can keep teams off the free throw line, uh, they'll be fine, and or they'll they'll play a whole lot better. And and, and that was just obvious um, from this game. But you know the way the Magic played offense, and we've talked we'll talk a lot about the offense. We, we it's it's going to be one of the big bugaboos of the season, um, and 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 something that is going to be a struggle and is going to be something that we watch and say, okay, how do we make this better? Um, but one thing that was interesting is, is Paolo Caro after Thursday's practice, said, uh, said, said, you know, Coach Mosley thought, told us after Monday's game, we need to play with more swagger. Yes, the Magic are trying to prevent mistakes and prevent repeated mistakes, but the Magic and the Magic players can't be afraid to make those mistakes. They can't be playing so careful that they aren't doing anything. Um, and actually, being afraid to make mistakes is probably a way to make more mistakes. Um, you know, when, when the Magic say we're trying to limit mistakes, it's yes, make the right reads, make good decisions. Um, but it's still being aggressive and, and learning from those mistakes so you don't make the same ones over and over again. That's that's kind of the bigger deal is, is less about the initial mistake it's the repeated mistakes. It's making the same mistake over. It, it, this, this season's about learning and integrating. 
And so the Magic had to play with a little swagger. There's definitely a feeling out process going on Monday, and there's definitely a feeling out process continuing to go on in this game. But the offense in the game did not really turn until the Magic just started kind of playing much looser. Um, Franz Wagner's return obviously helped a ton. Franz Wagner just makes everything work, and when the ball in his hands, things are going well. And, and, and that is, you know, Cole Anthony came off the bench, so that, that's not an indictment on him as much. Um, you know, Jalen Suggs is still kind of struggling running the point a little bit. Um, but Franz just makes things work. And, and when the Magic were able to get in transition, they, you know, Franz had a great connection with Paolo. Uh, you know, the, the ball just pops and moves. And yes, there is this emphasis on quick ball movement. So when the team does play aggressively, when the team, you know, again, smart, but aggressively, we see some really beautiful basketball. We see some really pretty basketball. And and that is something that is possible with this team. You know, as, as, as much as we think the offense is going to struggle, as much as we think that this team is going to have some difficulties, and, and yes, they are. It's, it's just a fact of this group and, and the way that they're composed. Despite those difficulties, um, this team does have the ability to do some really special things and to, and to look really, really good. But, you know, they got to get there. And, and, and it's going to be step-by-step, inch-by-inch. And, and, and this game was certainly a step in the right direction where we saw some of those pieces come together. Because it's it, for this team, it's, it's not just about the reads. You know, we, we talk a lot about this. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll be on record saying this. I think a read-based offense probably isn't the right offense for this group particularly. Um, I think a little bit more structure um, would be better for a young team just to kind of not necessarily limit their reads, but to, to, to put some guardrails up. Um, just to give them kind of a guide to go around. And, and as they get better, like Franz Wagner probably doesn't need those guardrails. When he gets the ball, he should just kind of do what he wants to do. Um, Paolo Bancaro is going to make a ton of mistakes because there's no guardrails up to kind of limit, to try and limit what he what he can do and, and to put him in a position to succeed. But by that same token, I know I said this last year, the way this Magic offense is being run is designed for beyond is designed for when this team is good. Um, because this is the kind of offense that will be successful when the team is good. Um, they're just not quite there yet. Um, but we saw what this offense can look like when, when all the pieces are coming together, when all the pieces start to fit together. Um, it's not just a quick attacking off the dribble to get into the paint. It's a cutting into empty space when defenders crash in or, or kicking out the three-point line. It's it's just, it's it's fine-tuning knowing how deep can I drive and how how can I set up that next player? Where are my teammates going to be? Is he going to cut to the basket here so I can just dump it off to him? Is he going to fade out to the three-point line so I can kick it out to him? It, it's understanding all of that. And, and that's kind of the struggle this team is going at. So if this game had a purpose, if there was a reason this game was successful, it's not just because they won, obviously, because winning's nice. I'm, I'm not going to complain about winning, but that's not what preseason's about. If there was something that was successful about this game, it's that the Magic found that offensive swagger. They found the ability to be aggressive and to attack and the comfort in doing that. So now it's, again, consistency. But now it's about p- piecing those other play- parts together 
understanding when to cut. It's a big thing that they've said throughout training camp. Understanding when to cut, understanding how to play together, how to keep that ball moving, and how to find the open man. It's certainly going to be a continued thing to watch throughout the course of the season and certainly here as we continue the preseason. We're going to go through the box score, talk about some individual performances from Thursday's game, and then we'll talk about some end-of-the-bench battles uh, toward the end of the show, some veterans who are standing out but not getting playing time uh, because they, we, know what they, we know what they are at this point. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, hold on a sec, I have this wrong here. But first, a quick word. I did not set this up before the show, and I should have. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They even have Rookie of the Year odds. They even have Paolo Bancaro stat line over-unders. They even have the opening line for the Magic of the Pistons. I saw Pistons minus four and a half. They've also got most improved player awards. I think Franz Wagner was going 50 to one. Uh, Markel Fultz also going 50 to one. So definitely something to keep an eye out for there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, in addition to basketball, head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Make sure you listen to the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview starting Monday, October 10th. It's a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts, including me, and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. Come hang out with the Tankers. We have cookies. We're a lot of fun. Starting October 10th, that's Monday, search for Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, as we always do after games, let's run through the box scores. The Orlando Magic defeat the San Antonio Spurs 102-99. to Again, just a, a really weird game because the Magic started off so difficult. Uh, had a really bad first quarter, but credit to them. They fought back. That is something that needs to be a characteristic of this team. They had a struggle. They fought back. They got themselves back into the game. Gave themselves, uh, obviously gave themselves a chance to win. They ended up winning the game. Um, let's start with Franz Wagner. Made, made his preseason debut, scored 12 points, 4 for 8 shooting, 1 for 4 from deep, 3 assists, uh, 2 turnovers. Um, a solid first game for Franz Wagner, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, you could tell, honestly, like with some of these veteran players, uh, some of these more established players, Terrence Ross especially, Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner, even Cole Anthony at this point, 
Um, their stat lines, I don't really worry about them. I, I think those guys know how to get themselves ready. Cole, Cole's doing some interesting things um, that he hasn't done before, um, minus Wednesday. Um, but uh, but uh, I, I, I really liked how Franz played. Played under control, really got the offense moving, was able to get in the paint. Those, those pick-and-roll reads like the back of his hand. Um, keep making sure he touches the ball is a good thing. Um, you know, it, honestly, he and Marco Fultz should probably lead the team in touches um, because they, they just they just make everything else work. Um, obviously, the shot was still kind of kind of working its way back. Um, had some nice plays in transition. Uh, just he just knows how to use space so effectively, and, and it's just really impressive how he played. Wendell Carter did really nothing in Monday's game. I didn't think the Magic did much to get him involved. He made sure he was involved in this game. 20 points, 8 for 13 shooting, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks, just 1 turnover. Um, I, I I was not super worried with Wendell Carter and how he played Monday. Uh, I think that was just the Magic were focused on other parts of their offense and, and weren't running a lot for him. Uh, Wendell was probably trying to help others get others stay involved and, and, and setting screens, but Wendell Carter did everything that he's really good at in this game, and you know, great block early in the game. Uh, just good defensive presence all game long. He only had he only he had three fouls. You know, fouling was still an issue. Twenty seven fouls in this game for the Magic. Uh, San Antonio shoots uh, twenty six free throws. So down from you know twenty seven fouls is more than what they had against Memphis. Free throw attempts down though from from Monday. So that's progress maybe. I don't know. Um, but Wendell Carter just played very very well. I was really impressed with with him. But these are the kind of this is the kind of performance and the kind of play that you expect from him. He just he just does everything so so well. Uh, Paolo Bancaro again still kind of feeling things out, getting a sense of where he can score. Nine points, three for eight shooting, three for three from the foul line, five rebounds for him. He had four fouls, also three steals. Um, so again, doing some good things defensively as well. I've had a few people tweet at me that they're a little bit concerned about Paolo. Um, I am not, not one bit. Um. A, the Magic aren't getting him a ton of shots. B, I think Paolo is, and I think this is going to be a struggle, struggle, and, and maybe something we didn't expect when we drafted Paolo. Paolo wants to be a good teammate. Uh, I think I think teammates are going to have to encourage him to shoot. Um, but I also think that the Magic are trying him out in different places and different areas of the floor that he hasn't played very much, uh, and he probably isn't going to be playing a ton of in the regular season. There's been a lot of kind of point Palo, and not necessarily bringing the ball up, but kind of initiating the offense. There's been a lot of Palo as a screener, which he hasn't really done a ton of. There's been a lot of Palo kind of coming off cuts. There's been a lot of Palo pick and rolls, which he did, does ha- which you know he has not done a lot of, and still trying to learn how to read. Um, it's the Magic are experimenting with Palo, so his stat line so far doesn't concern me. Um, a He's a volume shooter. Volume shooters as rookies tend to struggle. Just look at you know Trey Young shooting percentage his rookie year. Look at Kevin Durant shooting percentage his rookie year. Um, it, it's you want to see burst games. Um, you know I I think I've made this point a few times. I know I've made this point to a few people. You look at the kind of the young star star guards especially um, in the league. They will have a big game within the first two weeks of the season. To let you know like okay I I'm gonna figure this out. I may not have it down yet, but I'm going to figure this out. Um, we just got to see a good burst game somewhere from him early in the season um, just to make sure he's getting it. Uh, but I, I've been impressed with his defense. I think he's played really well defensively. 
Um, he, he seems super engaged. It, it's just about kind of finding that groove offensively. Uh, and I think ultimately the Magic will run some of the more traditional pinch post stuff. They'll run some more of those sets that he's used to uh, when we get closer to the regular season and, and when we get to the regular season. Right now, the Magic are really experimenting with where to place him and how to use him. Like even Franz Wagner was bringing the ball up the floor. Like they're trying point Franz. They're trying point Palo right now. Um, so again, the score isn't really important. Some of these more important players, like we, we kind of know what they're going to be and what they are. Um, and so it's 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 kind of about just experimenting a little bit. So don't take everything you see in these preseason games as gospel. I, I, I just got to make sure that I repeat that. Um, some other interesting performances. Jalen Suggs, 2 for 5, shooting 2 for 3 from beyond the arc. 3 assists, 3 turnovers. Um, point guard probably isn't suiting him well. The Magic are trying him out there a little bit. This was a game the Magic started Terrence Ross, Cole Anthony off the bench. So Jalen was playing the point. Um, Magic really struggled initiating their offense with him there. Uh, it's it's His defense is fine. He's shooting a little bit better. His shooting definitely looks a little bit cleaner. Um, the shot selection is a little bit better. Still taking some some wild shots, but um, it, so far we haven't seen maybe the leap from Jalen Suggs that that we'd like to see shooting wise. The results just aren't there. Uh, Cole Anthony off the bench, six points, one assist, three turnovers, one for eleven shooting, over seven. Just had a bad shooting night. Um, had a good shooting night Monday. Had a bad shooting night Wednesday. Um, you know, again, I think maybe adjusting a little bit to the be- to that bench off the bench role. Um, you know. Having the green light just to shoot a little bit, you know, maybe now that gets receded a little bit. Get that get that game out of the system now. Um, worth mentioning again, RJ Hampton, eight points, four for seven shooting, seven rebounds, three assists, no turnovers for RJ Hampton. RJ Hampton, you know, credit to that dude. Um, he was a guy that I think we had a lot of questions about. I have kind of told people that I'm not so certain that he has that he has a, a sure future on this team. Um, with the way that he played at Summer League and the lack of progress that he showed, R.J. Hampton is killing it, man. R.J. Hampton is balling out right now. He has been probably the Magic's best guard um, in the preseason, just the consistency with the scoring, his pace and his decision-making, all the things that he struggled with in Summer League, all the things he struggled with last year, he has improved on and is very clearly improved on. Now, we'll see if that translates to the regular season, but... The light flip switched for R.J. Hampton, and he is doing some really, really great things. You know, I I tell people all this all the time. I don't mind being wrong. Prove me wrong. Go out there, play, change my opinion. R.J. Hampton is changing a lot of opinions right now, and and, and that's that's really, really special to see and, and really, really good to see from a young guy. We always knew this kid was talented. I've always said that this is a guy that lets his speed control him instead of controlling his speed. R.J. Hampton is controlling his speed a whole lot better he knows how talented he is. He knows how good he is. Uh, and so it's just, he's just doing a lot of really, really good things. And, and I think he, I think he has a lot to be proud of. He's, he's probably been the MVP of, of preseason so far, the best player in preseason so far. The uh, Orlando Magic shoot 44.4% from the floor, 9 for 37 from beyond the arc. So good to see that three-point attempt number come down. That means they're shooting more in the paint. They had scored 48 points in the paint, 24 for 37. Certainly an improvement over Monday, 11 fast break points, 5 for 7 shooting from there. 17 turnovers lead to 18 points, so they did bring that turnover number down, but still giving up some fast breaks. San Antonio had 20 fast break points on 6 for 7 shooting. You can do the math. That's a lot of threes in there. Spurs end up shooting 13 for 31 from beyond the arc. Kita Bates-Diop gets 4 for 4 from beyond the arc. Josh Richardson hits two threes. 
Three-pointers were a big reason why San Antonio opened up the lead. They led by as much as 19 in this, and early in the second quarter. Um, that was that was a, a big struggle for Orlando. Defending the three-point line is going to be a huge deal, especially in transition. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge deal. But San Antonio turns it over 21 times for 35 Orlando points. They shoot 44.7% from the floor as well. Orlando gets the line 27 times, makes 21. San Antonio gets the line 26 times, makes 18. So a lot of a mixed bag, a lot of preseason stuff going on. Um, Magic were able to force turnovers. Their defense really asserted themselves uh, in the second and fourth quarters, especially gave up 19 points in the second to get back in the game, gave up 16 in the fourth to win the game. Again, a lot of that coming with deep bench guys in the fourth. But um, Orlando's defense still got to tighten up in some areas, cannot foul as much as they've been fouling. Uh, Turnovers are hurting the defense itself. But I've seen some good things defensively. San Antonio with just uh, 38, has 38 points in the paint, 19 for 33. So still some work to do there. Only three second chance points. So the Magic do a good job on the offensive glass. Not that San Antonio is a team that attacks the offensive glass a ton. The Spurs defeat the Orlando Magic 102 to, or the, sorry, the Magic defeat the Spurs 102 to 99 for their first preseason win. Orlando back in action tonight, Friday night against the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to talk, we're going to do a Saturday episode to talk about that game. That's why I took yesterday off. We'll do a Saturday episode to talk about that game tomorrow. When we come back, we'll chat a little bit about the end of the bench and why that's probably not the concern for the Orlando Magic this preseason. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, the star of the game was Mo Wagner. Um, I, I wrote my outlook for him. I called him the Orlando Magic's big brother. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is not only is he Franz Wagner's big brother, he's just a guy that you can rely on to do very basic things. Solid post-up player, solid three-point shooter, decent defender, will stand up for his team in a fight, um, will pick a fight with someone that is picking on his little brothers. Um I'm not here. I don't think that's an insult. If it is, I'm sorry, Mo. But Mo Wagner is a really important player on this team. Um, and, and, and Mo Wagner just, I honestly consider him a veteran among this group, which is which is really weird to say because I think he's only like 26. He's only 25. But um, Mo Wagner is just solid. He, he's not spectacular anywhere, but he's just solid. And his presence was super important for the Magic winning this game. And just 11.39, he scores 10 points, 4 for 7 shooting, 1 for 3 from deep, takes a charge, gets a block, all in big moments for the team when they need to win. Mo Wagner is just really solid and really good. And I I was, I you know, it's hard not to be impressed with this play. It's hard not to know, it's hard as a coach to, to not know, like, I can go to this guy whenever I need him. And that's honestly why he's not playing a ton in preseason, why he's playing in the back end of the bench, because the Magic need to see Bull Bull. They need to see some Mo Bamba. 
They need to see some of these other players play, and that's taking Mo Wagner's minutes. Bull Bull, 14-18 in this game, 0 for 2. Um, I know a lot of people said they just wanted him to shoot a little bit more. Only three rebounds. It's, you know, Bull Bull is still very much a work in progress. And, and if the Magic are determined to do that project, um, then they'll probably find minutes for him. But if the Magic want to win, they probably need to play Mo Wagner because Mo Wagner is going to give them more consistency and more reliability. The same should be said of Devin Kennedy. Devin Kennedy didn't play a ton in Monday's game. Comes in, plays the final 420 of this game. Hits a humongous three. Hits a free throw. Scores four points and 420 on the floor. One assist. Just, again, someone that the Magic can rely on. Someone that they know is just going to be a flamethrower and hit threes. They don't need to see these players. And that's kind of the larger point that, I, that I'm trying to draw out here is Orlando knows what they're going to get from Mo Wagner and from Devin Kennedy. I'd expect to see them play a little bit more tonight. I imagine Magic will rest some players or ease off the minutes of some players uh, in this back-to-back against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, but the Magic know what they're getting from these players. They know who these guys are. They know what they're about. They know what they're good at. And they're just going to kind of sit back and let them do their thing. And that's why they, I mean, they need preseason to get into rhythm, obviously, but the Magic don't need to see them in preseason. You know, when we talk about the preseason, we say don't take rotations as gospel. Don't take style of play even to some extent as gospel. They're trying things out. The Magic don't have to try anything out with Mo Wagner and Devin Kennedy. They don't have to try things out with those guys because they know already who they are. And they can see what they need to see in practice. It feels pretty certain that Mo Wagner is going to keep his roster spot. I'm increasingly believing Devin Kennedy is going to keep his roster spot. The Magic do have to cut one player before uh, before the start of the season. Um, these guys have established themselves on the team. And there is no reason to think otherwise. Because when they're on the floor, they just do what they do. And they do it pretty well. And they do it really well, in fact, at moments when the Magic need them to do it. Now, obviously, they have flaws. that Otherwise, they'd be in the starting lineup. Or we're not, I'm not sitting here saying that these guys should be starters. But they're solid veteran players. They're solid role players. They know exactly what they're supposed to do for this team. And this team knows exactly what they're going to get from them. And that is super valuable. Except in the preseason, when you're trying to figure things out. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places you download the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. On our next episode of Locked on Magic, we'll do a Saturday episode. We will talk and recap the Magic's game against Dallas Mavericks tonight as the preseason continues. But now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Phil Ross Mike. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On.
Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.